I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wherever you run, wherever you hide, you've got to face the things that might go bump in the night. You're listening to Bandwagons. Welcome back. Hello, friends. Delighted to be here with you once again. I'm in my house this time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's great to see you in like the full light. In daylight, yeah. I think I the mean, bulbs I... are even better in this house here now. Um, they it's definitely be. brighter. Like... Yeah, the, oh, like the natural light in this place is chef's kiss. No, yeah. not that I'm natural light at the minute because it's nighttime, but... Um, yeah, well, no, we haven't changed. Maybe I did change. Maybe we did change the bulb in this room. I can't remember, but we got some of those because so, we didn't change the bulbs in some of the rooms. So they're kind of like, do you know, like old, old, but like obviously they still work. But then when you yeah. put in like the new bulbs, like the new like LED ones, and they're like so bright and so white. Yeah, clinical. Yeah, like the landing looks really, really weird. But like, it's not what you do about it, you know? But yeah, that's. You could just get different bulbs. You could get, yeah, but yeah, maybe if the I The bulbs. Maybe, the ones what? I got on Amazon are deadly. I have one in my bedroom and I put the other one, we have it in the kitchen now. Um, and it's you can like set it to like how white or how like warm you want it. And you can set it on different colours. You can set it to like change every few minutes. It's really cool. I think we can do that with ours as well. I'm just not bothered. Are they Wi-Fi bulbs? Yeah. Of course. Um, um, not all of them. We got some Wi-Fi bulbs and then we, but we, I, I left it up to Frank Jones. I think he knows that I had him on the Patreon episode. He made a kind of thinly veiled, don't put this on the podcast before about something. Um, so maybe one of the siblings were added on me. But yeah, if anyone wants to hear that, in. you need to go subscribe to the Patreon where he will, where we had a very brief interview with him on the phone. Um, so go listen to that. Um, I was going to say, so I had bought those bulbs as for as a prank. I don't know oh, if I mentioned yeah, this on last week's this. episode, but I definitely told you and Shane. I think you'd I, said you were going to do it, but I don't think you said about the aftermath. Yeah, so <laughs> like I. But been, maybe, but sorry. Oh yeah, that was also only on Patreon. So maybe give everyone the full spiel. Okay, so I 
like obviously we've been watching a lot of scary scary movies in the house and I got I like wanted to prank the girls for Halloween so I was like looking into getting like Victorian night dresses and stuff that I could wear and just like stand over them in the bed <laughs> which is so mean but like I'm just really bored um so couldn't get them. They're actually really hard to source. And the girls were like, I was like, I'll get one on Depop. And the girls were like, if you buy a secondhand nightgown, it's guaranteed to bring like a bad omen into that gas. So anyway, I got a new plan and I bought these color changing light bulbs, mainly because I wanted one for my room. Um, And then I wanted to freak them out as well. So I got them, didn't tell them. And the girls were working long days last week and I was working long days last week and I changed them what day was it? Friday, Thursday or Friday? When did we, rec- we, end- we when did we record? Um, Thursday. I remember Thursday, I think. Oh, what, Calista? Ah, ma'am. Sorry, she's ringing me. Ma'am, I'll ring you back. She can't hear me, but um, carry on. So Friday, I changed the bulbs. No, maybe it was Thursday after we recorded. Changed the bulb on the landing to a Wi-Fi one and said it so it was like the same brightness as the one before so like you wouldn't cop that I changed it um and then when Amy was going to bed she wasn't feeling well and she was going to bed so I like sat and waited for her to like go up the stairs and then I flicked it to like a really dark red and then flicked it back to normal really quick and she came in like fully in the middle of a panic attack like sobbing crying being like did anyone else see that and one of the girls knew but the other girl didn't so she was genuinely like terrified as well. And Amy just kept like, it probably went on. It was really mean. It went on for like 10 minutes in, of her just like fully bawling, crying. But I didn't realize like she hasn't been feeling well all week. So like she was just, she was on the edge and then that just set her way over. Uh, I felt really bad. She still hasn't really forgiven me for it. But I thought it was so funny. Like, it's a great prank. She but was like, the ideal outcome wouldn't be a panic attack. It was just too no. mild. I've never seen, I've never seen her react like that to anything. She was terrified, like, and she was like, did no one else see that? And we were like, see what? And she goes, the light just flicked red. And we were like, no, it didn't. Sure, why would, like, maybe the bulb was going or something. And like, because Katie didn't know, she genuinely was like trying to come up. But she was like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe the bulb was going, like, maybe blah, blah, blah. And then Amy was like, maybe I imagined it. And she was like, I don't trust my own brain. Like, it was, it was a roller coaster of 10 minutes. Oh, God. I don't oh, think God. I'd be doing any more pranks. Sorry, Amy. So I'm really, I don't know what really, I'm... really sorry, Amy. <laughs> On behalf of Bandwagon's pol- podcast, I'd like to apologize. Um, even though I did nothing wrong, but listen, we just, <laughs> we, we wanted to have a laugh. Me and Shane did encourage her, yeah, in fairness. Yeah. Um, on that topic, though, we are talking spooky stories today. We asked you to send in if you'd had any kind of paranormal, par- what way did I say paranormal? Paranormal? Paranormal experiences. Um, I got a good few messages from my friends, so I'm going to talk about their stories and maybe play a few voices, um, because we, we did, we touched on it on the last few episodes, just with the nature of being, sorry, yeah, we should say, we did say this on the Patreon, but it's, uh, we had not explained, we told everyone that this was going to be Scream this week. Obviously, oh yeah, and then we just changed our mind, yeah, sorry. Obviously it's not Scream, we've changed our mind because we thought this would be, more of a lighthearted, all-round, good crack Halloweeny episode, but we will be doing Scream later in the week for Patreon. Yeah, you can get that absolutely. There. I'm seeing a lot of people um, watch it at the minute. I've never yeah. seen Scream the whole way through. I don't think I've never seen it at all. So we're going to watch it tonight. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, After 
before before we get to the to the listener stories, I actually wanted to go back to something that I had mentioned on the Conjuring episode. I'm fairly sure about a friend who had a house that we were on about oh, yeah. taking or whatever. Um, and again, I won't say his name, but he knows who he is and he right. listens. I'm obsessed with him because I don't like it's involves his family as well and other people. And I don't want to okay. be like, but Fair. he knows, he knows, he knows who he is. Know. Basically, he got on to me after he listened to the episode and he was like, oh, are you talking about my house? He was like, uh, get your facts straight, blah, blah, blah. Because I'd obviously heard stories through our other friends. And then I was like, right, okay, we're actually doing an episode on like haunted experiences. Will you tell me? stuff that actually happened in the house and he was like yeah sure so he said really don't know where to begin begin like there's easily over 20 things including us and our neighbors from directly across the road we'd been living there years and had loads of things happened before um before they in brackets the neighbors across the road a woman in her 60s and her daughter in her 20s asked us if we ever experienced anything and when we said we did she said she had looked into it and found that our two houses were built on an old orphanage graveyard that belonged to the McGuinness or Guinness family, which would explain a lot of the stories. The stories almost always involved kids, like my auntie and uncle minding the house while we were away and they heard kids running up and down the hallway in the middle of the night. They don't have kids, obviously, in brackets. A family friend also stayed in the house when we were away another time and she left after a night or two because of the noise of the kids running up and down the hall. We heard loads of noises and bangs and shit constantly. Like there was one night, it was just me and my ma in the house when my dad was working in England for a week. And I was sitting in the living room watching TV and my ma was in the kitchen. We didn't know where each other were in the house. But anyway, there was a massive bang on the floor above the room I was sitting in. That was so hard, the lights were shaking. So I assumed my ma had dropped something upstairs or whatever. And before I could go check, I heard my ma shouting up, asking me if I was okay from the end of the stairs, which was right beside the door to the room I was in. It gets breed. It gets so much worse. And sorry, no. I will. I will also say this. Like this guy is like, well, I don't want to know. Say if he's very cynical or whatever. But there was like so yeah. much stuff. I don't think he would believe it unless it actually it happened to him. You know yeah. that kind of way. So, um. So anyway, two of us just looked at each other. Ha ha ha. Nothing out of place upstairs. There was another one when I was in school. It was just uh, my ma in the house with our dog. And my ma was on the phone to her ma. And again, there was a big bang upstairs. And then there was this really loud dragging noise across the floor upstairs. My granny could hear it through the phone. That's how loud it was. My granddad came straight up to the house because they assumed someone was upstairs. Again, nothing out of place. And when they came back downstairs, they could hear it again. Really weird shit. I keep remembering more and more of these as I type. Ha ha. Where we've meant to write these down. I guess this is it. The neighbours had a mental story actually as well. The pair of them were sitting watching TV in the living room and they saw the silhouette of a man walking past the living room door through the reflection of a glass cabinet with a mirror at the back of it, if that makes sense. Two of them stopped and looked at the same time. Like no way it was one person's imagination. Apparently, the people that lived in the house before us had a miscarriage or stillborn, if that's the correct term. And the family had a picture of the baby on the wall when we moved in. Bit creepy either way. A different neighbour told us that there was a fire in the house at the garage door a few years before the before the family that lived in it before us moved out. And the woman who lived in the house woke up in the middle of the night because she heard a little girl telling her to wake up. Like, I obviously he was like I can't vouch for that but what I can vouch for is the night me and my ma and dad were watching telly downstairs while my brother who was about three or four at the time came downstairs he was visibly upset when my ma asked him why he was upset he said I just want to play with my toys but the little boy won't stop crying daddy daddy I want my daddy I, I genuinely just got chills I don't like that one bit 
He said, I don't remember this, but when we first moved into the gaff, I was only six or seven. And my ma says the day the family handed over the keys and they were showing us how certain things worked, like the heating in brackets, sorry, because I don't know if I've spoken about my ordeal about my house. But anyway, our boiler was gone. So we had a laugh about that or whatever. He said he was upstairs and looking through the bedrooms. And when I came downstairs, the fella that lived there previously said, well, Shane, have you decided which... Oh, sorry, I just said his name. <laughs> sure, that could be anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Well, no, Shane. Well, yeah, it's not It's not uh, Shane Collaborative Studios, which is his full name. He said, well, uh, my friend, have you decided which bedroom you're going to take? And I said, yeah, I want to take that one, point to get the window from outside. But what's the story with the little girl? She said she's not leaving. Oh, fuck off, no. Um, then I, oh, I don't, this is kind of long, so I won't say the rest of it, but this is what got me, right? This is what really, really, really got me. So he said, okay, forgot this bit. We got the house blessed by a priest when we were fed up with stuff breaking. So sorry, yeah, he would say that. He said, we went through a silly amount of appliances too over the years, like 11 washing machines in seven years or something like that, as well as loads of other stuff. Pretty sure a bulb would blow every few days. It was mental. Um, so obviously they got, they were sick of stuff breaking and whatever. So they called a priest and they were like, here, sort this out. Like we can't afford to keep going to curries like this. So there was one, we were fed up stuff breaking and what have you. And there was one room in the house in particular that was always really cold and dark, no matter what time of the day or year. There was just a bad vibe in the room. And when my youngest brother was born, they had no choice but to put him in that room. And my ma still brings this up, but she would dread having to go into the room to check on him if we could hear him crying on the baby monitor. Anyway, Priest comes over to the gaff, does his bits, and then at the end, he comes over to my man and says something along the lines of, the room at the back is a bit dark, slash has a bad atmosphere in it. And this is before my ma hinted at anything in particular or any room in particular. And they ended up chatting about it for a bit. And as he was leaving, he said, if the blessing didn't help make things peaceful, he could give us a phone number for someone who could try a different approach. Was that the Ghostbusters? Yeah, I'd imagine it was Ghostbusters, yeah. Um, there was something about his dogs as well, or dogs. Yeah, we had two dogs. Even inside me right now. We had two dogs at the same time for a very brief period. One we had from a pup, and the other we rescued when he was a few years old. Rescue dog kept hopping the back wall because he was a bit nuts. We had to put up this fence type thing on top of rescue the wall. Rescue dog is such a cute name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they'd put up this feds type thing on top of the wall to make it impossible for him to jump it anyway one day the two dogs are out the front and the rescue dog started randomly attacking the other dog to the point that the other dog was bleeding so my mom dad said enough was enough yeah this happened on a Saturday and they said that on the Monday they would bring the dog to the pound because they were worried they wouldn't be able to look after a dog that can snap so easily in the meantime they had him at the back garden on a chain attached to something solid like a washing line or something Monday comes and my dad goes to work and my ma drops me to school. By the time my ma comes home, the dog is gone from the back garden. Lee's still there. No sign of the dog. Just not like not possible for him to uh, hop the wall. Lead wasn't broken as far as I remember being told. My granddad still asked my ma and dad to this day if my dad took the dog to the pound. He said, also worth noting we had three dogs in the space of seven years in that house. Couldn't keep a dog in it for the life of us. They would bolt as soon as they got the chance, which is exactly what happened in the country. Yeah. Well, no, it's not exactly because the dog got murdered. Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but. Um, dogs do know, though. They can sense these things. They know. Dogs and small children. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. And he said, it, like, oh, we have so many other um, stories. Actually, I will, sorry, I will read this one and then we'll move on to something else. My family were up the north at the funeral of a relative and after the coffin went into... 
I shouldn't laugh at this and I don't know why I am. Sorry, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the circumstances or anything. And again, if you're my friend and you're listening, I'm not laughing at this. I'm just laughing at the end. And if you're also, my friend, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> and also you kind of laughed a bit about it at the end. But anyway, my family were up the north at the funeral of a relative. And after the cough went into the ground, my ma and her uncle were walking around the graveyard and he was showing her all the headstones belonging to relatives and what have you. Meanwhile, his brother, whose name I won't say, who was like six or seven at the time, I think, was off playing by himself at the headstones. And it was beginning to get a bit dark. So they said they'd make a move for the car. And as they called him to come on, he turned around, he turned back, he's, he was like, okay, turned back around and said goodbye to someone. But nobody was there. Kids are weird <laughs> though. And he, and yeah, no, there is a thing of like, oh yeah, over an act, act of imagination apparently. But I think this was also the brother that was like at the centre of like, a lot of the... I wonder if the not, brother so, remember I, any of it. I think he does. That's fucking terrifying. Um, Should have gotten uh, him on to actually talk about it or maybe send a voice note because he's yeah. such a funny storyteller. But um, anyway, that's that was one of the main ones that I got during the week that I was like, oh, it's terrifying. Indeed, yeah. I don't know if I've said this before. It's not really a scary story, but when I was about three or four, um, I had to get, I had glasses and I had to go get my eyes like tested. And you know the way they do, like they show you the pictures and you tell them what you see. Yeah. You tell them what it is or whatever. So they were like going through pictures at me and like she pulled one and it was a, a car and she was like, what do you see here? And I was like, a hearse. And I just like stared at her and I was like, four. And they said it was real morbid. <laughs> oh my God. You're so weird. I know. And that's where it all began. Okay. That's so where it all began. We did put this out to you all on Instagram and we got a good few emails. So I will just start at the top and we can just alternate. Yeah. Okay. From the top, make a drop. Um, I'm going to say people's first names, maybe? Unless they ask me not to. Yeah, say people's first names. Okay, so this one's Because that Han- doesn't identify them. Could be anyone. Yeah, this one's from Hannah. Hey, gals, big fan of the pod. When I was five on Halloween, I went trick-or-treating with my dad. And when we were finished, we went up to my grandparents' house. Came out and dad's keys were locked in the Jeep. So my grandparents brought us up home to collect spare keys. Came back and the Jeep do- doors weren't only unlocked, but open. Not the scariest, I guess, but it gives me the heebie-jeebies. God, how do you spell that? Every time I think about it, hope you are well, Hannah. Like some things oh, you just can't explain. That, that's what I kind of hate. Like I hate all that stuff. Like, and going back to even my friend's story, like there was so many things and so much of it that couldn't, like, could not be explained and multiple witnesses and stuff. That is weird. That is that's weird. weird. But then I'm the also like, not shit inside. all over your story. I'm like, surely, did someone, ju- did someone just break into the car? Like, uh, yeah, but I don't know. You'd have, you'd notice that like, wouldn't you? But I also think, yeah, if you're kind of, you ju- sometimes you just get a feeling, you know, maybe yeah. she just had like, there's something not right. Bad so. vibes. Yeah, bad vibes. The vibrations are bad. Yeah. And um, will I bring up the next one? Yeah, sorry. My housemate just texted me going, gal, can you brighten the light in the kitchen a bit, please? I'm obsessed with this new life. <laughs> <laughs> okay you go for it um okay so this is Aveen hey gals I once interviewed a lady who lived in a haunted house in inverted commas near where I grew up for a local historical book skeptical as I was off I went to the house down the spookiest looking lane on the darkest evening around this time of year my brother who drove me down insisted on staying in the car scared shitless no doubt lol 
So I spoke to her for a while and the freakiest thing about it all was how calm she was telling me these stories about hearing footsteps, knocks on upstairs windows, seeing the faceless ghost of the blue lady appearing at the end of her bed and hearing noises in the old unused part of the house and thinking, oh, that's just the ghost maids going about their business. Jesus. She also said that she had had guests once who could hardly breathe while they were there as if something was sitting on their chests. It was pretty cool, but I was glad to get out of there nonetheless. She probably, I'm going to Google that blue lady thing because I've never heard of it now I'm gonna be honest blue lady I can't spell blue lady do you know where we should go um whenever we are allowed to yes is down to what the hell is it called what's the haunted house in Wexford Loftus Hall Loftus Hall that was for sale there a while ago we should buy it we should buy it Guys, please support us on Patreon so that we can buy Loftus All and we can have a party when... It's for local. Yeah, it's for the hashtag buy Irish. Sorry, I have something up here about this blue lady thing. So I just Googled okay. blue lady and I Googled Donegal. Sorry, that's potentially identifies the person who sent in the story as well, but <laughs> I'm not sure she minds, but I have to do that. Um, and there's an Irish Times article from 2006. Um, and it's Blight Spirit, house for sale in Donegal comes with resident ghost. No. The period house that is believed to be haunted is for sale in County Donegal. Uh, Sharon Rectory on five acres at Newtown Cunningham is described as beautifully restored. According to the sales brochure, the property offers accommodations, uh, great, oh, sorry, I can't read, offers great <laughs> privacy and seclusion just off the main letter Kenny to Jerry Road. Rumours that the house is haunted have persisted down the years and sightings of a blue lady believed to be the spirit of Mrs. Waller, one of the Why two Why is she mur- blue? Oh, sorry. What? Well, I skipped a paragraph and missed the whole thing about the murder. However, there's no secret about the fact that a double murder took place there 209 years ago on March 2nd, 1797. Rumours that the house is haunted have persisted down the years and sightings of a blue lady believed to be the spirit of Mrs. Waller, one of the two murder victims, have been reported up to recently. Owners Vincent and Lisa Tully have restored much of the original architecture and interior. I love how they just went on then. Yeah, just like, yeah we got to that. Stuff, so it's fine. After claiming to see Mrs. Waller's spirit every night, they sought help eight years ago to free the house of her presence. Several ghostbusters were called in, including a psychic and an exorcist, but their attempts apparently failed. The story of the dull murder goes back to a night in March 1797, on which Dr. William Hamilton, a magistrate, sought refuge at the house of the Wallers. Dr. Hamilton had been returning home but some local men refused to ferry him across Locks Willie, reportedly due to bad weather, and so he stayed at Charn Rectory. The United Irishmen were preparing for the insurrection that was to take place the following year. Dr. Hamilton had been in the house several hours when a number of men arrived demanding that he be handed over. Mrs. Waller rushed to protect her husband, who was wheelchair-bound, and Dr. Hamilton crouched at her side as the attackers fired. Mrs. Waller was killed. The attackers were reportedly enraged when they heard they'd killed Mrs. Waller, who was much loved in the area. The servants, angered by her death and possibly fearful for their own lives, put Dr. Hamilton out and he was duly murdered on the doorstep. Oh, so there you go. That was so grim. So that's the, and there's more, there's an article about it in Ireland's own if people want to. Why is she blue? Uh, is she wearing blue? Oh, no, sorry, I don't think it's an article. I don't think it's a, I think it's like a kind of short story or whatever, but you can read that there. Not sure why she was blue, blue breed, I'm going to be honest. Something just banged and shook my whole room. I'm not even messing, but I'm assuming it was. Ah, stop now. No, I swear to God, I'm assuming it was just like someone slamming a door beside mine or something. Yeah. We'll see. Um, oh my god, I'm spooked. You, are you scared? What are you scared? What are you scared? Okay, bring up another story. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Um, hi, girls. Love the pod. This is from Sophie. This is a story that I've always been told, but never remember it happening. When asking my mom about it again now, she called me a weirdo child. A laughing crying face. Um, this is Fair. the story of 
my past life. This Ooh. is a story all about how my life got turned upside down. Sorry, go on. When I was a baby, about three, I used to wake up crying, telling my mom, I want my mommy. But when she asked who I said, when she asked who I said, my other real mommy, this happened a lot. I would say that my family all died in a fire and describing my house saying I had a rocking horse and red velvet curtains and that my mommy wore a huge skirt. What confused my parents the most was I had never come in contact with anything like this before. When telling friends of this story a couple of years back, one brought up the fact that my surname is Byrne and and my family all burnt in a fire. This may not have any correlation to the story, but it still <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> oh, fuck, we've just given her a whole name now. <laughs> I don't think it matters. She said burn. That's a very common name. Bandai um, podcast is a GDPR nightmare. I just <laughs> for nothing. Oh, my God. What do you think you were in a past life? I used to say it all the time when I was playing games out in the garden that I had another family that, like, lived by the sea and used to actively say that to my parents and I'm surprised that they weren't like more annoyed or more upset about it because but in a past life I don't know I don't like thinking about past lives and I don't like thinking about reincarnate being reincarnated as someone really it stresses me out it stresses me out so much that I could be reincarnated as someone who is who is having a really bad time you know because yeah I really like my life now and then having no like not remembering this life for stresses me out. I don't I actually think so. we've talked about this before because I thought I was like some sort of pirate wench. Remember? Yeah, you are. You're mad for that, Buzz. Uh, yeah. Maybe like some sort of like female Sherlock Holmes or something that was like also a pirate wench. Sometimes I think about like being reincarnated as like an English person, which is true to the <laughs> fate of them all. I really have it in my head that I'm just going to wake up and like be English or something. I don't know. And like... I have no idea. It's the whole thing of... God forbid you I, woke up and you were English. <laughs> it, but it's just the whole thing of waking up. <clears throat> sorry, waking up. Living this entirely different life. But having lived this one and having no... No, yeah. I don't like talking about that. That's scary. I don't like that. But. Imagine waking up on a Saturday night and could be New York. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe Hollywood and Vine. Well, oh, uh, we have. She, we should do a Hillary. Wake Duff. up! She's pregnant. Anna again. Yeah, is Over. it Hillary Duff that's pregnant? Someone's pregnant. I'm not sure. Someone's Someone is pregnant. pregnant. Someone. In I think the world it is, is her. Right now. I think it is. She put up something recently on her Insta. Sorry, that album, Chef's Kiss. And um, what was the one? Clean or like, get clean? Do, do you remember Getaway? Put that pedal down, headed out of town. Gotta make a getaway. Yeah, no. I have that album. I should get it for the car. And she had like, she had like her blonde hair and she had like kind of like emo-y kind of makeup on. Oh, iconic. Yeah. Metamorphosis, whatever. Whatever this is, whatever, whatever I'm going through. Oh, class. Um, okay. Do you want to do the next email? Yeah. Hi, gals. is from Victoria. Um, So she had two stories. I used to work in a, in an old mill turned restaurant. I was working away one day carrying drinks up the stairs and noticed a wee child in Victorian style clothes uh. sitting at a table by herself. Thought she was cute and said to other girls, said to the other girls and went to get one of the girls and the child was gone. And there were no children like her in the restaurant that day. <laughs> and then the second one is, Elvis's ghost has been known to appear on Cleanish Island in Fermanagh. This is not a one-off. No, he doesn't. He has no, appeared he and he has been seen. I have no idea why Elvis chose for mana to haunt, but sure, we love any form of tourism, even if it's ghost tourism. And she said she sent me a link, but I don't know if she did, but I'll 
I'll Google it there. I've never heard that. If you could be haunted by that. any celeb, who would you be haunted by? Elvis Fermana. That's a Google search I wasn't doing. <sighs> Houston? Really, really don't. Like, in her heyday, like. In her heyday, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah. Whitney Houston or like maybe like Patrick Swayze? I don't know. Patrick Swayze and it could be actual. We could recreate Ghost. Yeah, she's like the wind. Oh, that's yeah, no, that's Dirty Dancing every time. But it's that. the same thing. <laughs> every time. It's a good song though. That's the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing will never be matched. Oh man, I can't see anything here about Elvis. I'm going to Because it's not Elvis. true. There's no uh, way. Don't say, uh, Victoria There's... ended that email by saying, P.S. Love the pod and all your content. You girls are just class. It feels like I'm missing two old school friends. So you may stop being hateful. Victoria, I love her. you. But as your old school friend, I should tell you, you're telling lies. <laughs> Elvis, Cleanish Island. Elvis does have relations in Wexford. So I don't know why uh, he goes well, for mana. That's so oh, are you just raging that he went somewhere else? That's so interesting. No, do you think it's maybe like some sort of Elvis impersonator that was from Fermanagh that died? <laughs> oh, could be. Could be. Never. He's just like haunting, ooking and spooking around the place. Um, right, well, I... No, I can't find anything to finish here. Victoria, will you send that to me again? And we'll put it up on the Insta. Um, but listen, Scouting for Girls said it. Elvis isn't dead because we heard him on the radio. Because we heard him on the radio. But okay. I went it was me that <laughs> is another absolutely cracking album um yeah oh god is it your turn yeah i think it is okay the subject line is possessed question mark yeah i did enjoy that possessed um, question <laughs> i was like let's find out hi breeden Fanula. i'm a massive fan of the pod this is from sarah my spooky story revolves around the fact that when I was a child I was scared to sleep in total darkness which most kids are and um, in our bedrooms at home we have these little glass windows above our doors and the hall light used to be left on overnight to allow enough light into the room so I could sleep one time a family friend was staying over he was staying up later than my parents and my mom told him he wasn't to turn off the hall light when he was going to bed Fast forward a few hours and he went upstairs to go to bed and turned off the hall light as soon as the light turned off I started an unmerciful scream that woke the entire fo- the entire house. The poor fella froze in the hallway until my mother appeared. He assured her he didn't go into my room or anything and he didn't know what had happened. Meanwhile, I was still screaming like a banshee in- from my room. Without saying a word, my mother just switched back on the light and the screaming immediately stopped. She said, I told you not to turn off the light and they all went back to bed. The lad never stayed with us again. The weirdest part is that I had no recollection of this of the next day and didn't even wake up. I was literally screaming in my sleep. This happened another time when the power went during the night and I actually stuck my head out the window screaming that time. Again, I was totally asleep. My brother and sister also realised when we were sharing a room on holidays that I slept with my eyes half open. To my knowledge, uh, have outgrown these things by now, but still reckon I was a bit possessed as a child. Sorry, Sarah, you were just afraid of the dark. Imagine, I love how she's like, I'm fairly sure I've grown out of it. Like, it's yeah, like there's no like, way of knowing, really. Yeah, there is an awareness. Imagine someone brings her home or whatever, or like she's sleeping with someone and she just wakes up and she's like, ah! And the, the, whoever is like, what the fuck is going on here? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Something similar happened to Jen Morris literally today or the other day. I think she added up on her story that like, she just woke I can't up remember the context, but she just woke up. I think something fell in her room or like she heard a bang and she started screaming. Mm. And her, housemates came, her housemates got such a fright because they were like, okay, she's being murdered class. So they came in and she, they were still, she was kind of still like out of it and asleep and didn't realize. And her housemates were like so worried and afraid. Can you hear my stomach rumbling? No. Okay, good. I'm really conscious of that, but. Yeah. Um, but now we know it is, so we might as well. <laughs> yeah. I love how um I love how you are just convinced that that it was definitely a possession and not just nightmare. And not just a young child afraid of the dark. Yeah. You really you really are the main character in your own story and you know what? You have to you? be. You have to be. You have to be, you're dead right. Um my little brother not little, he's not little anymore, but when he was young, he used to sleepwalk a lot and he used to get out of the bed and like flick on and off the light switches. In the middle, like in the middle of the night when we were really little. And then when we moved house, I don't know if it was him or my sister. I remember like they'd put them to bed or whatever and they got back up maybe half an hour later and like sat down and started coloring a picture, but they were like fully asleep. And mom was just like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to finish my picture and just kept coloring. And mom was like, maybe do you want to go back to bed? And they're like, yeah, okay. I just got up and went back to bed. But like they've no, they'd no memory of it. They were just really, really bad for sleepwalking. Oh man, I would Sleepwalking is the scariest thing ever. If you're like babysitting kids or whatever. The scary, well, sorry, it actually wasn't scary at all. But the only experience I've ever had of sleepwalking is me thinking that my mom had come in and had asked me to clip her toenails because she couldn't do it. So I got out of bed and was at my door and woke up and I was like, hmm. And she didn't? She didn't, no, she, she didn't need it at all. She was in bed. I love how willing you were to do it though. No questions asked. You're just like, yeah, not a bother, mom. It really seemed like she needed help. Anyway. Um, so well, we're keeping the story on because they this person asked. Um, they said, hey girls, love the podcast. Has been a godsend during Quar 1 and 2. Um, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Only a relatively recent believer in ghosts, spirits, etc. But this story firmly put the fear of God into me at a young age. I live very rural, a lot of spooky things around, fairy forts, dark woods, tree-lined lanes, etc. And up the road for me, there's a lane with an abandoned and decrepit old house. It's part of a farm that's still used today, but the house is completely empty. The windows are smashed in with the very raggedy remains of the curtains still flapping out of the house when it's windy. Very creepy. No. The house belonged to the family who owned the farm and the brothers passed, The brothers lived in it after the parents passed away. And then there's a trigger warning here for suicide. A good 30 years ago, one of the brothers hung himself in the upstairs look- in the upstairs bedroom of the house in front of the window looking out onto the road. As you can imagine, there is some extremely bad energy and vibes around it now and is surrounded by very dark, overgrown trees. One Halloween, I was trick-or-treating and walking down this lane with my neighbours. 
I always went to the opposite side of the road passing this house anyway, but especially as it was Halloween. As we were walking past, a light went on in the window where the man's body was found. And then it suddenly went out. And we heard something running rapidly towards us. A no. group of seven to nine-year-olds through the long grass. Oh, my Tall, God. dark figure wearing a grotesque-looking mask with one of those sheets the Grim Reaper carries ran out at us screaming bloody murder. And I don't think it's in a, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say I quite literally shit my pants. He took off his mask and revealed himself to be a neighbour from down the road who had coordinated this plan with their parents. I had nightmares for weeks. I'm pretty sure it's how I've come to have anxiety now as an adult, lol. I'm in my 20s now and still refuse to walk remotely near that house when it's dark. Hope you're suitably spooked out and really looking forward to the episode. Lots of love. You need to sue that man. That is not funny. That's like, what? Imagine your parents setting you up for that. That's bad. Like they're though. the ones who are going to have to deal with the the nightmares and stuff. That was silly. Don't scare your kids. Don't scare your kids. Unless yeah. it's like go crack. That's yeah. too young an scare age. Scare your housemates. Like... But do not scare your seven year old kid. Scare your housemates until they cry. But do not scare your seven year old kid. <laughs> um. Okay. This one's from Sirisha. Hey gals, more of a gas story than a scary one. But one morning when I was younger, I went upstairs to check if my sister was awake. And when she wasn't, I came da- came away downstairs. When she came downstairs, she asked if any of us had been in her room. And we said no, thinking nothing of it because she was spooked because her door was open when she woke up. My mother and I saw the opportunity and would freak her out at any chance we got, like banging her door at night, <laughs> making loud noises when she thought she was home alone, tapping on windows, etc. I got to the point where my sister was absolutely petrified and demanded the house be blessed by the local priest. I would like to point out that I was about six at the time and she was 17 and she was absolutely mortified when she found out the truth after the parish priest got a kick out of telling the whole village at mass. Oh my God. Scare your sister. Scare your housemates. But don't scare your seven-year-old child. This next one is from Holly. Just wanted to share my only ghost encounter. So a couple of years ago when I was about 15, 16, I was away with my friend's family down in Kerry. We used to take a trip to Sneem every summer for a few weeks. This time around, the weather was just absolutely shocking, as you'd expect in Ireland. So on one of the days, we decided to sign up for a ghost tour in Killarney, as we knew it would involve us being on a bus, thus sheltered enough from the rain. I know you're probably thinking, I asked for the ghost encounter because I literally paid to do a ghost tour. Haha. <laughs> but at this stage, I was like, nah, just a bit of fun. It just was not scary. So as part of the tour, we went into the National Park to this creepy looking abbey. By the way, I should specify that this took place when it was dark. We stood outside a room where this hermit apparently lived. His name was John Drake. They said Bram Stoker actually took inspiration from him for his novel Dracula. They gave us the choice to skip it, but me and my friend's dad decided to go in. We went in and it was just an empty, it was just empty pitch black. Nothing weird about it. Oh, I remember this. This is really scary. I came out the other side and met my friends. Then my face really got like really hot on one side. It was a notable difference because it was really cold outside. My my friend shone her phone torch on my cheek and there was three scratch marks on it. I just started crying. I was so freaked out. The tour guides came over and were like, yup, that's John Drake and started telling me that he has scratched other people before. They also asked to take a picture for the website. I said, no, ha ha ha. I have... That's not the right response. And they're just like, yeah, that's him, all right. Oh, oh, you got scratched. Oh, there he (laughs) is again. You got a good scratching. He's at it again. Um, The weirdest thing happened afterwards when the ghost tour was over. We went back to the hotel where we were staying. My friends and I were sharing one room and changing into our PJs. It was then when one of us caught a glimpse of the scratch on my face. And oh my God, I nearly died when I saw it. The scratch on my face continued all down my neck and across my chest. What the fuck? It was so freaky. 
we hadn't noticed it that it went the whole way down because I was wearing a jumper the whole time. It was just so fucking terrifying. I can't even explain. We were absolutely freaked going to bed that night. My friend's mom gave me moisturizer to put on it so it would go away. Haha. <laughs> and when I woke up the next day, it was completely gone. There was no redness or mark. It was like it just got whipped clean off my body. I like to think that it was just White. some weird coincidental. <laughs> she said whipped, right? Okay, okay. I like to think that it was just some weird coincidental rash, but I don't know. To this day, if anything weird happens to me, I just like to blame John Drake. I think I have a picture of it somewhere. We'll send if I find it. Hope you enjoy the Please don't. Holly. I want to see it. Please send it, Holly. I don't want to see your scratched up body. I think it'd be good, though. Think of the content. Yeah, in fairness, it would kill on Instagram. It sure would. Um, that is spooky. Have you ever done one of those like ghosty like that. tours? That's physical. Oh my god, sorry. Sorry. Oh my god, sorry. Would you Oh my god. So, ah! Turn off Instagram while we're recording. Sorry, I'm really sorry. No, I went into something to like look up something else. Um <laughs> Sorry, really sorry about that. What were you saying? Have you ever done one of those like ooky spooky tours in like London or somewhere? Um no, I I'm trying to think. Did I no, and like Spike Island is literally on our bloody doorstep as well and I haven't done it. And that's really ooky spooky. I have some, well, I have one story that I'll tell at the end after about it. But yeah, no, I haven't a view. No. The scariest thing I've done is like Wicklow Jail. But yeah. It's supposed to be scary. I think it's supposed to be like historic. So, but I got Fair, a real good yeah. spooking out of it. I was only about 16. Um, okay. This one is from Emma. Hey, bandwagons. This is my spooky story. In April of 2018, my best friend and I took a trip to Edinburgh. We decided one night to do a spooky tour of the underground vaults. Is this the exact same one you... No. Of the underground vaults. This is where grave snatchers would come to sell fresh dead bodies way back in the day. Lovely. Um, halfway through the tour, we were standing at the very back of the group listening to the tour guide in one of the tiny rooms of the vault. Keeping in mind, it's also very dark down there. I was wearing a very heavy puffy jacket at the time and I felt someone tug at the back of it. I instantly turned to my friend and said, stop trying to scare me, obviously thinking she was winding me up. She looked at me really confused, so I said, laughing, because we always joke around with each other, you tugged them back of my jacket. Now I don't, and now I know if she did, she wouldn't have been able to hide it and would have instantly started laughing. She denied it and looked so terrified. I looked behind me to see if perhaps someone in our tour group had brushed against me. No one was behind me. At this point, the tour guide says, in this room is said to be the spirit of a little boy. He is drawn towards people who are caregivers like teachers or nurses. I'm a teacher and he tugs on their clothes. My friend and I could hardly speak and I thought at that moment my soul had left my body with the fear and shock of what had just happened. Some people believe me and love this story. Some people, brackets, my husband-to-be thinks I'm thinks that I'm crazy. Anyway, I love the podcast, girls. Keep up the good work. What attention seeker. <laughs> Emma, the child, not your boy. <laughs> not poor Emma, Jesus. That's, I would not be able. No, I, I don't actually like don't that. think I'd ever recover. No, I mean, you know how much I love attention as well. Like, I just don't think I'd ever. I'd be very, I'd be very afraid about it attaching itself to me. You know, I wouldn't be able. Um, yeah. This one again, very good subject line. Ghost story: disembodied floating head, floating head in Santry. So, oh. <laughs> as you do, this is from Adam. This is proper clickbait, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Disembodied floating head in Santry. Not clickbait in brackets. You're not going to believe. 
man walks around in Santry. You won't believe what he saw next. Um, <laughs> hey, Breed and Fanula, love the show. About 15 years ago, when I was three or four, my dad saw a disembodied but still friendly looking ghost head floating up over the crib in our spare room. He put the house on the market the next day, much to my ma's chagrin, and we moved out soon after. It was on the Shannon Road, nowhere spooky. It's literally I've, so close to me right now. I used to debate that the Shannon Road is kind of scary. No, I love Shannon Road. Shannon Road is scary at night, though. I, I used to do that walk with you and you were doing that walk yourself. I, don't I know used to do that walk like four nights a week at like all hours of the morning by myself. And it was stupid. From DCU, don't do it. like. Yeah, it was like 10 minutes. He says this was the last straw after the room was always Baltic and he could never heat it. And I kept telling him a friendly man was visiting me in there. He only told me this a few years ago after I told him about recurring nightmares I was having. This is, oh, this is weird. About a friendly looking but clearly disembodied floating head hovering beside my bed just before I'd wake no. up properly. My dad's not a superstitious fella. He's an accountant. <laughs> Lol, I love that you Like there's any correlation. <laughs> and even though he insists the floating head seemed very friendly, it clearly freaked him out. Keep up the great work. Cheers. I love how you're go- you and your dad are going at length to be like, he's a nice guy. Like, <laughs> he's just a molly. He's never done anything to me. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like how it's followed him to adulthood, do you know? I don't like how close it is to me now. He's around the gaff, yeah. Invite him in. Well, if he seems sound. Um, how can you tell if someone's seeing anyone around? ahead? Huh? How can you tell maybe that he's, he's sound? Maybe he's smiling, cracking jokes. But he's no head. No, or he's it... a floating head. He's no body. Oh. Yeah. No. Don't like that. Yeah. Like, what's that? No, how's I don't your know. Head disembodied. What? I said, how's your head? Disembodied. Um, spooky story. This one's spooky story from Carla. Hey, guys. This is more of a funny spooky story. That's what literally all of them have started like this. And I'm here for it. This is more of a funny spooky story. But when I was younger, like aged eight, me and my family were visiting my cousins in Cavan. My cousin thought it would be gas for us to watch the funny parts of The Exorcist. Literally, who let let us watch that? This, we were all under 13. Then we were out in the garden playing that night. In the middle of nowhere in the dark, I thought I was gas and said, let the dark spirits come to me. And my brother turned and said, Carla, that works. Now they're going to come to you. <laughs> uh, I started bawling, crying, like literally inconsolable, and I was too scared to tell my mom and dad while I, why I was crying in case I got in trouble for saying it long. <laughs> then a week later, Rihanna released Disturbia, and I was terrified <laughs> that she released the song specifically because I invited spirits into my body. <laughs> oh God! That's oh my God! There's like we've said this recently, but there's. Your brothers can get at you in a way that no one else can. Yeah. They just get in your head. There are layers to that story. Oh my God. Don't, but don't mess with the spirits. Don't mess with the spirits. Um, This is the last emails. Uh, and then I have a story from my friend Val of a place in Cork that I couldn't remember, but she was able to bring me up to speed. Anyway, um, this is anonymous. Um, but they said, thanks for keeping me sane during the last couple of months. You're very welcome. Thanks for uh, keeping so- us sane. So my cousin passed away when we were younger. He was only a couple of months old, but his dad remarried and they went on to have more children along with an older daughter. Let's call her Sophie for the purpose of the story from the previous partner. 
One night, me and Sophie were babysitting the other four children for the night. Three of them would always play together downstairs and the older boy, who was seven at the time, would play upstairs in his bedroom by, its, by himself. On this night, I could hear him upstairs chatting away to himself. So I went to check on him and I sat beside him on the ground. He looked at me and said, no, you can't sit there. That's my baby brother's seat. Now, I didn't really pass any remarks because his other baby brothers were downstairs. But when I was listening to him playing, he was having a full-blown conversation, like he was replying to somebody. I asked him who he was talking to and he looked me dead in the eye and said, my little baby brother came to visit me from heaven. He does every night. Oh now, this God. wouldn't be that strange because he was seven. So a child at that age is very aware. But the weird thing is that my uncle made a decision not to tell any of the kids about their brother passing away nine years previous. And he himself never spoke about it to anyone. So they didn't even know that they had another baby brother. I said it to Sophie and she, she told me that he has mentioned it before, but that she wasn't too freaked out because weird things have been happening in the house constantly. Things like her makeup bag flying off the counter, uh, the television turning on by itself, things turning up in random places. My Nana and Sophie's mom has also said things like that have, have happened to them. So it's a regular thing. It always creeped me out, but in a way, I think Sophie finds it very comforting knowing he's still around. That's nice. Yeah. Thanks, gals. Sorry for being so long. Hope you're all keeping safe. P.S. Please ask Shane if his dad will adopt me. X. Get in line. Get in line. Get in line. We're next. <laughs> he needs two more daughters with a very successful podcast. <laughs> He's currently taking applications. He's going through it. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so I obviously took my group chat. Generally, the majority of them are obsessed with like Ookie Spooky and all that and there's like a lot of kind of folklore from yeah Cork could be a scary enough place like yeah absolutely and I remember there being a story about this woman on the photo road and if anyone's from Cork they know the photo road it's like a really twisty road and it's out by Belvelli Castle which was uh vacant for ages and it's been bought since and done up there was like a program on RT about it um but it was I, I think it was one of our primary school teachers said it to us about this story about this woman but I couldn't remember the finer details but the woman was Val's aunt Mrs. Farrell big up Mrs. Farrell um I'm just gonna get the Val Farrell voice no, notes here um sorry I need to scroll a bit but yeah because I couldn't remember but it was basically this woman who would just be out in the road and like you could see her if you were in the car or whatever and I was like what I couldn't I was like can you tell me this like what it actually is because I only had like bits and bobs of the story. So, sorry. Give me. Do you have anything else to say? Just while I'm scrolling here. Sorry. I um, this is. Trying to think if I've ever seen a ghost or anything spooky ever happened to me, but I'll, thank God, touch wood, it has not happened. Not yet. Though not I will yet. say, though, my mic stopped working there as we were talking about that for no yeah. reason. That big bang happened earlier that I mentioned. Okay, sorry. I have it here now. So this is my friend Val. I'm just gonna turn up my volume. And um, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, um, and she said I could play this. So here we go. Oh, like thousands, well, thousands or hundreds of years ago, there was um, a girl who was like really beautiful, and she used to live in Belvedere Castle. And um, there was like a siege, and she like was always seen in the window, like looking in the mirror. And- oh, I was seen in the window, like looking in the mirror, and like brushing her hair and stuff. Um, and then she obviously died in the siege, but they say from 12 o'clock um, to 12.01, you can like see her in the trees and see a light in the trees. And then if you look to your passenger seat of your car, only if you're driving on the photo road at that time at 12 o'clock until 12.01, then she 
you can see her, you can see her like in your passenger seat. But like, if you actually do it, it's like you pro- you proper like see it. Like, you know, I will like I won't drive the photo at twelve o'clock. Like, I'll pull in by Ramley and wait for it to be like twelve o five, and then I'll drive it. There you go. I don't like that. I don't know if she was like, like thousands or hundreds of years ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you do it the math. Some time frame. <laughs> Um, and then obviously I mentioned there about Spike Island, like where the prison was, like they do like spooky tours of the jail, the old jail usually. Well, obviously haven't been able to have a COVID as far as I'm aware. I think they had some booked and then obviously everything was cancelled. So if you, when we get out of here and if you are ever in Cove, do the Spike Island tour in general. And if there's a spooky tour, definitely book that. I've never done it. I'm a bad Cove person because I've never done it, but let's help tourism, please. But Megan, my other friend used to work like selling tickets for Spike and she said that there's one sale over there that they don't really advertise as being mad haunted but it is mad haunted like she went into it said she could see her breath it was so cold like it was freezing and she said everyone said it that it was just there were such like really oh really 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 bad vibes really bad vibes um I also got on to Key and Mac my other friend from home and in final year college, he moved into a gaff um, in Cork with a couple of his friends. And he sent me a really long voice note, which n- not in a half weekend, I'm not going to play because it's like, it's like, ter- like 13 minutes long. But basically, they all... 13 kind of minutes long? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They kind of all... But he kind of gave me... I have the rundown of it. So like, okay. he was saying they all moved in and they all kind of started experiencing like these... Like just bad vibes, like really bad vibes. Uh, one of the girls was getting it more than others and in her room like she was like kind of feeling things to the point where she would have to ask Kian like I think it was it happened like maybe four or five times where she would get up in the middle of the night and have to ask Kian to come in and sleep in her room and then Kian did it one of the nights and the vibes were like so bad he said the room seemed darker than usual he asked her he was like look if it happens again can you come in and stay in my room because like I'm not happy about whatever's going on in there he said there was one time during the night that he felt compelled to get up because he felt like there was something outside mm. and he went down and there was nothing there when he that he went to see. But at one point, like they all kind of sat down. It was him and three others. And he was like, look, I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to sound stupid or whatever, but I'm, I don't know if you're experiencing these kind of things. And they basically all turned around and they were like, yeah, we're all experiencing stuff. And so eventually I think it got so much I think it got so much that they had a friend. He also said that like they were all involved in science courses or whatever and are like hugely skeptical, but like Keem would be enthusiastic about it, Spooky, but would never really believe until this happened. Yeah. So they got on to a friend from their course and she recommended this medium. And the medium said he'd come out to the house because it was worth his while because they were all paying and they were all going to get like readings or whatever. Oh, I love um, that, like a seance. Yeah, and the friend seance. came as well, the friend who wasn't living in the house. And he said, so the medium came to the house and saw Sharon first. Oh my God, you, you are actually, you're about to get murdered. Like, I have no idea what that is. I don't like that. It sounds like a dragging. I don't that like it. That was scraping. I didn't like that. <laughs> and well, I just you... said, I didn't think this house was haunted. Anyway, the medium came to the house and saw the friend who doesn't live there first. He knew she didn't live in the house just by sitting with her and was like, this message isn't for you. He said, there's a man here with me now. He was like, have the people living here been having any strangeness? And the girl who didn't live there said, yes, one girl in particular, the one who like kept waking up in the middle of the night and whatever. 
And he was like, yeah, the girl with the curly hair who answered the door to me, who is the one who'd been experiencing all the weird stuff. The man was behind her with his hand on her shoulder when I arrived. No. He said the man killed himself. Sorry, trigger warning for suicide. Killed himself in the house a long time ago by hanging himself. He's not a bad spirit and has no bad intent. He just wants to make himself known. He said the girl who experiences the stuff experiences it the worst because he is reminded by her of someone he knew in his lifetime, someone he cared about. He said that if we ever wanted to stop, just ask him to leave and he will, just that he's a bit lonely and wants company. The medium seemed... The medium seemed legit. Each of us got readings that had us on the edge of tears. Me and the friend who had been to a different medium the year before, she'd been to a different medium before, basically, and a lot of stuff was repeated by both. Family things, things you couldn't Google or look up, things you wouldn't even really speak to people outside your close circle about. He told the other guy that was living in the house, um, he was sensitive to, like, the other side, and that's why he saw the figure at the end of the bed. There was another instance where he'd seen figures and whatever. I got a lot of stuff in the reading too that like really shook me. After that, we decided to try and find out the history of the house but couldn't really get anywhere with it. We just wanted a name and I wanted to be able to give the ghost a name so he wouldn't feel lonely. So we settled on Dean. After the medium did a blessing and we started to like acknowledge the spirit being there, everything stopped. Like you can say it was our minds or whatever, but honestly, we all experienced something collectively and it really changed my view spiritually or whatever. And like a lot of what the medium predicted or knew was hair raisingly spot on. Every time the four of us meet up, which unfortunately is rarely, we bring it up. People who used to refuse to stay over, like they had friends who refused. He said when they were doing pre-drinks or whatever, people stopped coming over because they got a bad vibe. He said, sure, my dad wouldn't even come into the house. And you know, my dad, his dad is like very like manly man, like very straight up, very cynical. And I I visited him in the house before and I didn't get like a great vibe, but I didn't put it down to anything. I thought it was just an old house, like a like 1950s really granddad house. I just put it down to that. And yeah. like, when he said it back, I said it to him, I was like, Keane, I didn't get a good vibe when I was there. I, now, I didn't experience anything. I'm not saying that. But like, do you know when you go into a house and you're like, this is a buzz, this is comfy, cozy, I'm at ease here. I just didn't feel at ease. I felt like I was kind of watching a clock, you know? Yeah. But... They're all my stories, that I think, from so my spooky. very lovely friends. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think people might be... I keep thinking I'm saying things now. I, <laughs> it was just a scandal. <laughs> I keep thinking... Uh, no, what was I saying? I think I people know. are going to hear these and be reminded of their own stories. And if yeah. so, maybe they could send them, keep sending them to us and we might be able to get a part two out of this. Yes, absolutely. Please do. We'd love to do a part two. I also might get on to like people who've worked in Loftus Hall and see if they've any spooky stories or if you've worked, if you yourself have worked anywhere, spooky spooky. If you are Loftus Hall and you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you got some mini bandwagons for us this week, Breach? I do. So we've started right. to, we're not, we're not doing normal mini bandwagons for the foreseeable. We're going to do little shout outs for Irish businesses that would make really nice Christmas presents. And yeah you're looking for ideas so Fanula does a more extensive shout out on the Instagram every Friday and I've just picked three um that I liked the look of and yeah everything is saved to that highlight so also anything that we've mentioned here is highlighted if you want to go back and look and go to their Instagram or whatever so definitely do and just keep local and keep Irish in mind when you are making purchases this year yeah so the first one is Grail Gansey they do Irish language clothing um, they're obviously Irish. You can buy online. I think they're in on Shopalower, and they're just like really cute, nice bits. They say like Tagwell Gagum. They're just cute. I'd love one. 
I'm sure if you've got girl friends, they'd love a jumper or something from them. Absolutely, yeah. So look them up. Um, the second one is Design Yard Gallery. They're based in Ireland, obviously. I don't need to keep saying that. They curate contemporary jewellery and design um, from around the world. Yeah, they're just very nice. They do like nice jewellery bits and they're based in Dublin. Um, and finally, it's all strings attached. They're handcrafted okay. designs. So they're like custom gifts, but they're like made from like strings or threads and they make like nice little pictures and they're framed. I'm not explaining it well at all, but if you go and have a look uh, at the all strings attached one Instagram page, there's lovely like very unique gifts that would make really, really nice presents for people. Good stuff. And that's that. I'm feeling out. spooked now. Suitably spooked. Yeah, I need to go for a walk. I need to get some uh, cool air. Um, I wouldn't be going for a walk in the dark now. I'd be a bit too spooked. No, I, I'll, I'll play my Pokemon I'll have, or I'll have a podcast or something. Um, my housemates have been cooking a roast dinner since three o'clock today. So it's four hours and there is not a sign or smell of food yet. Oh, God. That, yeah. It's going to be so worth it, though. I'm so it's jealous. It's going to be so worth it, yeah. I think I'm going to have cereal or something. I know. I need to start cooking more. My God. Anyway, this is not, I'm not here to air my personal problems. <laughs> but anyway, thank you to everyone that tuned in. We really appreciate it. We are Bandwagons Podcast everywhere on social. Leave us a review only if it's nice. Follow us on Spotify. You'll get all the latest updates on episodes there. Thanks to Collaborative Studios. Um, we are on Patreon. We've already mentioned that. Um, our most recent episode, we did just like a, like a lockdown kind of chat where you send in topics and we talked about it. Um, and then as Bree said, we're going to do Scream this week and you've access to pretty much a full year's content from playlists to podcasts and all other extra little bits if you want to support us there. That would be great. No hassle if not. We will see you. Yeah, our email just, I don't know if we said it a minute ago, but our oh, email yeah, sorry. bandwagonspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send any spooky stories to um and just send them send them as soon as possible because we'd love to get another episode out yeah absolutely um stay safe out there guys mind yourselves i keep saying this all the time i know it's a really tough time but like just we got you and it'll be over before we know it and um i was about to be like stay strong but like i'm not fucking chin up chin up eh chin up Eh? no you're Eh? yeah eh 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 No, mind yourself, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.